Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. And, and again today, welcome Greg Stevens you, to this, this studio. Brother. Thank you. I, uh, I especially enjoy uh, Greg's teaching at uh, EMIC on, on Sunday mornings. And, uh, and you've been doing a lot of covenant. I'm flying in formations. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's especially good to have you on the on the broadcast. It's an honor. Thank Praise you. God. Now, Greg, yesterday we were talking about the the announcement that the covenant procedure. Yes, sir. That and I I can't emphasize this, I, I cannot overemphasize this, that all of this, this is the grandfather of all blood covenants. And they're still being practiced in, in parts of the world today. And, uh, and yesterday we talked about uh, Stanley and Livingstone and, and uh, both he and Dr. Livingstone cut the covenant over 50 times mm. in Africa mm. in order to reach those people. You're coming from one tribal area to another to get in that territory, you had, you had cut the covenant. Mm -hmm. And it's so amazing to me that this became the universal method of creating law. If there was no law, it wasn't against the law if you just kill somebody. That's the reason that's the reason Cain wasn't executed. It wasn't against the law when that's he did. Exactly that. right. So by covenant, people would enter into large areas of families, tribes would enter into covenant and certain boundaries then became law and and there are certain things that were against the law for you to do. Well, that's the reason God, through covenant, continued to create the law so that now we know what's against the law and what isn't. I heard someone interviewing a a law professor one time, a number of years ago, and they said, do you think we got too many laws on the books? When at this this particular time, and it's a number of years ago, there's probably three times as many now, I don't know how many. Mm. But back there, then he said, we've got 50,000 laws on the book to enforce 10. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. And he's telling the truth. He says. This had to be put together. And once this is finished, no angel will ever be able to do what what Lucifer did again. Never. It's against the law. It's against the law of both heaven and earth. That's exactly right. And, of course, when this thing is all wrapped up, we're going to have final court, brother. <laughs> and Satan, I mean, he's done, brother. He's done. He's he, done now. But just he, hadn't played out. He just hadn't. He hadn't been cooked yet, though. Right. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. 
It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Let's go right back where we were in there in the book of Deuteronomy. So this this whole thing, Brother <clears throat> Copeland, because uh, you just hit it, for their nation. They went to Egypt. Joseph was sold into slavery. Interesting enough, it was he was abducted right here where these two mountains were. That's where Joseph was sold by his brother. Um, right there. This is the same place where Abraham is going to build an altar in Genesis chapter 12 when God promises him to be a nation. That area is not all that big, is it? It's not. And no, it's all not. this was happening right in that Judea and Samaria. We would know it as Samaria today. Uh, where this is. As a matter of fact, it would be considered West Bank at this, at this point. But this is where it happened. Um, they went into Egypt as a family. Actually, Joseph and he brought his family down. They were a family. Moses will take a nation out. They're a nation now. And so they're about to enter into their promised land that had been promised to them at that spot in Genesis 12 as a nation. This is why they've got to have a set of laws. Because Moses isn't going with him. He, you know, he can't go. Yeah. And the reason he can't go is he... There's a couple of million of them, man. I oh, mean, 80, yeah. Yeah. He can't go because he misrepresented God to them. It's a serious thing. He, he, was, he was told to strike the rock. Mm-hmm. It was a type and shadow of when, when the seed will come and you'll strike the rock and living water will come out of him. That's what he told the woman at the well. I got water that you haven't drank of. And the next time he was told to speak to the rock. Yep, and he hit it. And he hit it. He's not supposed to be struck twice. He's trying to teach him a principle that after the rock has been struck, now all you're going to do is speak. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Now you'll go to the Father in my name and it'll be done for you. He's trying to teach him the principle of what we get accused of. Name it and claim it. And blab it and grab it. That's what he's trying to teach him. And he misrepresented God, cost him, cost him dearly. He didn't, he got to see the promised land, but he didn't get to go in it. So these are the instructions about what you're going to do when you cross over. And when you cross over, Joshua, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write the, the uh, plaster some stones, write the law on the stones. He's replaying Sinai for a generation that didn't see it. And we're talking about covenant for a generation that might not know covenant. They use blood loosely. And, you know, just no respect for it. And so he's going to tell them you're going to divide the camp into half of it on this mountain. That's the, the cursing mountain and half on the blessing mountain. And you're going to you're going to proclaim all of the curses and they're going to agree to it. So be it. Amen. So be it. If, if we do this and they're making a covenant with God, the nation is when they get into their promised land. And so that's how this whole thing in Deuteronomy 27 to 28 Hasn't happened yet, uh, but it's going to happen once they cross, once they cross over. And then we got to talking about Jesus and the scapegoat and the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, their forefathers, because they refused to believe, Joshua and Caleb went in and told them, we, man, we can take this. They had covenant thought, Amen. covenant talk. Amen. They had already known it was given to them. We can take it. And the rest of those spies, we don't know their name because no reason to know their name. Didn't have any faith in them. Mm-hmm. Said, we're grasshoppers. That's how they <laughs> saw themselves. And so the people's hearts melted, and we know for 40 years, 38 to 40 years, they stay out there. Now, Jesus is going to go into the wilderness after his baptism in the Jordan River at the same spot, and he's going to be tempted by Lucifer, three temptations. There were three temptations that the nation failed in. Jesus is going to be tempted with the exact same thing because he's representing the nation. That's right. And he's going to pass it. 
So he passes the test. They failed. Now we go all the way up to his ministry, and we got a guy who's laying by the pool, covenant man, <laughs> laying by the pool for 38 years. Well, yeah. that's exactly how long they've been sitting over there. And he says, I don't have anybody to put me in. Well, the one responsible for the stirring of the water is standing right in front of him. Praise so God. that's all. All of these are types and shadows. And he said, I don't have any man. Well, here's his man. Here he is standing right in front of him. And he's been sick as long as they were. And it was going into the water. And so here's the one that was baptized in that same spot. My God, it all falls together. <laughs> and you line it up. They should have been able to recognize it when he was standing right in front of them. And uh, so this all will play out later after they cross over uh, into Jordan. But they are going to accept, yes, so be it, amen, to the cursing and, uh, and, and walk in the blessing. Right. That's, that was the instructions that was given. But you can't take Deuteronomy 28 if you don't understand Deuteronomy 27. Can't understand that until you get back here into Exodus when, when God told Moses, if you will do my covenant. That was the covenant of Abraham. Yeah, He's believing. Yeah. And I believe I'm in this covenant. Matter of fact, I'm fully persuaded now amen. that I'm in this covenant based upon what Jesus did. Well, think about the, you, talk, you mentioned Exodus 23 and 23, 25. You will serve the Lord your God. Yes. Now, he just got through talking about this, this, this um, angel of war. And he put this, he, he gave them this angel. So, because Moses said, I'm, we're not going in there by ourselves. He said, okay, I'll give you this angel. He will bless your fruit and water. Mm-hmm. And I will take sickness from the midst of you. Mm-hmm. He will bless your food and water. I will take sickness from the midst of you. Let's turn over there and look at that. Right yes, there. sir. I quote it all the time, but I've... Exodus 23, 25. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he, your angel, shall bless your bread and water. He's going to take care of you. Don't, you don't have to worry about what you eat. He's, you you got angelic forces that are yes, going to sir. see to you that, that what your bread and your water is going to be blessed. You'll take care of it. And I will take sickness from the midst of thee, and there shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land. And the number of your days I will fulfill. Glory to God. So I consider that, for instance, now you're talking about so easy to receive healing. Mm-hmm. Abraham said, I consider not my own body, now dead. Neither yet the deadness of my wife's womb, but only that which God had promised. Well, I consider not my body 83 years old. I consider that which God has promised. Amen. And he, he promised all of us 120 years. Yes. Genesis 6, 3. I mean, that's close to the front of the book about giving it. And... So he, all he would say was what the book said. That's right. He didn't have a book. But all he said was what God said to him. 
I heard you say it last week. He fully intended to kill Isaac. He absolutely did. He wasn't the least bit bothered about it. He already knew. Praise God. He knew what he knew. And he believed God. He had a blood covenant with Mm. God. And if his covenant partner needed him to kill that boy, well, then that's just fine. He'll fix it somehow or another. That's that whole thing with circumcision. Not to be too graphic here, but that circular cut on Abraham. He... Every day he could see his covenant mark on his body. And that seed, here's the thing, the seed of Isaac passed through. Now, Ishmael didn't because he hadn't been circumcised yet. The seed passed through that bloodline for Isaac. Ah. Glory to God. Passed through it. Glory to God. So you you just read this in, in Exodus 23. Uh, and what all God is going to do. Look, look here, verse 32. It says, and talking about when you go into this land, he's talking to the people now, not talking about making a covenant with God. Thou shalt make no covenant with them or their gods. Oh, yeah. He's letting them, oh, don't yeah. you line yourself up. And this is talking about being unequally yoked yes. mm-hmm. with an unbeliever. And that, that's exactly going to that. But he's making sure, listen, don't go in there because they're stronger and you try to make a covenant with them. you got a covenant with me. I'm stronger than any of them. My Lord, I'm stronger than they are. You already have one with me. You don't have to make covenant with well, all those Well, you can covenants. see it. You can see it in the 23rd Psalm. Yeah. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I, want, I, I fear no evil because you're with me. You're with me. Now, in David's mind, his covenant partner's the biggest thing in that valley. Mm, and there's mm, not mm. anything in there big enough to take him out because he has a covenant with the Almighty God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The very next verse, thy rod and thy staff. Yes. That's like that rod that chief gave. That's right. Gave him. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. Oh, I love that. That's Amen. beautiful. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I'm just, I'm saying there chills all over me on that. They comfort me. Yes, they do. Oh, they do. Yes, amen. Glory to God. There, we have, we really should have nothing to fear. No. As, as people of covenant. Yes. Absolutely nothing. We, healing, prosperity, the blessing, all of it is a result of our covenant with, with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And that covenant name and that covenant blood, and it, it's applied to me. That's the way the Father sees me now. Yes, yes he does. He sees me that way. I have right to enter into that, into that place as a son. No longer a servant. I'm telling you, I was thinking about this, the prodigal son. Jesus tells that story. He had a plan. It's better at my dad's house for the servants. I'm going to go be a servant now. And he goes and he starts to say that, and, and Daddy wouldn't have any, Abba wouldn't no, have any he part got, of it. He never got his little speech out. Never got it out, did he? <laughs> no, he never did. You're my son. Yeah. The fatted calf was Yes, killed. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. That doesn't mean much in Western civilization. That was a covenant animal. Uh-huh. Now, you notice the older boy said, you never let me kill a goat. Hmm. He wouldn't touch that fatted calf. Mm-hmm. That was a covenant animal. That was the best. Mm. He covenanted that boy back into that family. 
Amen. He didn't say, notice the word. I pay attention to the details. Notice the wording of it. He said, my son. He doesn't say my son that was bad is now good. Uh -uh. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He said, my son, which was dead, is now now alive. alive. I was dead. I was back to back to Monday. I was dead without a covenant. Strangers and aliens to the promise. But because of Jesus, oh, my God, I've been brought in with full rights and benefits to the fatted calf. What is the psalm that says I've never seen begging bread? Yes. Oh, my. Yes, sir. What does that mean? Yes, well, bread is part of that covenant. It's another that picture. That doesn't mean that, well, I, I need some bread to eat. No, no, that's not referring to that at all. Mm-hmm. That's referring, I've never seen. What, what, what has it? The righteous forsaken or the righteous seed, forsaken, or their seed begging. Or their seed begging seed. bread. There's the seed of the righteous don't need to go out and beg covenant with somebody so they can eat. I think it's right to this. It's right to that, right there. Jesus will be born in Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, this is my body. And he does that in the covenant meal with them on the night when he will be betrayed as our high priest. He will. And oh, Lord Jesus, he will take that. <laughs> Something gets on you when you're in this studio. <laughs> he will take that bread and, yes. say, and tell them this yeah. is me. This is me. And now in, in Hebrew tradition of Passover, it's Passover. They'll take the matzah, which is unleavened, yeah. and they'll take three of them and they'll put it between linen. It's wrapped in linen. And they'll take the middle one and break it, wrap it in linen, and go hide it, bury it. And wonder why we break Isaac. And it's Isaac. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they'll take Isaac, go break it. They'll bring it back to Jesus. He's going to take that one and say, guys, this is me. Yeah. Abraham offered his promised seed. But guys, I am the promised seed Amen. of Abraham. Oh, glory be. That's who I am. And I am Takes it. Oh, can you just? Judas will dip it with him. Just put your put your mind around that. They've been in that they've been in that place a long time. It's in the middle of the night. And he goes he's he's the rabbi. And he's going through all of the traditions they know so well. Yeah, all their life. And he takes the three, and then he takes the cinnamon out, and he breaks it. And he says, this is my body yes, broken for you. As often as you do. As often as you take this. It, it, Brother Copeland, that bread, it's, it's matzah. If you, if you look at it, it's striped from the cooking yeah. process. <laughs> And, yeah. it's, and it's pierced. Yeah, it is. He's a king that's going to be impaled on a tree. That's Joshua chapter 8. We'll get to it. Yeah. But it's pierced and striped. And this is my body. This is how you recognize it. I'm Thank telling you, Jesus. communion will heal your body. Amen. It's if a, you know what it's saying to yes, you. Yes. The meal that will heal. Yes. Done in faith. Somebody, you need to go take communion today. 
just just do it, knowing what you know now, in the name of Jesus, in remembrance of him. Here's the thing, Brother Copeland. He said, I won't touch this again till I do it with you in my kingdom. There's coming a day, sir, when we're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, where he's going to, he, like Melchizedek, bring the bread and the wine, and he is going to, we're going to take communion with him. Amen. It'll be oh, the next my. time. That's the next time we'll do it. See, we always remember his suffering. I'm beginning to get right to the point where I remember the next time he takes it, I'm going to do it with him. Amen. Amen. My Lord. Oh, Lord. I look forward to that day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, sir. So we, we get into this. This is all a type and a shadow about what uh, what's to come over in Deuteronomy 27 and 28. And they're going to cross into their promised land um, over here in the book of Joshua uh, Joshua is going to take over for uh, Moses. And they're going to cross in. We talked about this earlier in the week. The priests are going to go before them. The water is going to roll back all the way to, to Adam. You see that in Joshua chapter 3. Yeah. You get over here, though, into Joshua. Uh, first of all, Joshua chapter 6, we have this is the first city they're coming to, and they're going to walk around it. And we know that the walls of Jericho are going to come down. And it seems like they break the law because they put the priests in front of them and they're walking on the Sabbath day and shouting on the Sabbath day and they're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath day. But God's showing them, I'm doing this. Joshua chapter 8. They're not supposed to take anything, sir, from Jericho. That's right. It's cursed. Now, they had just heard the instructions on the other side about the blessing and the cursing. They said amen to that. And there's a guy by the name of Achan that's going to take some spoil. For himself from Jericho. The first city, they're not to take anything from it. The first, first fruits of their promised land. They're not supposed to touch it, take anything from it. This guy does. Then they come up against this little town, Ai, in chapter 8 and chapter 7, and they lose badly to this little thing they shouldn't have lost to. And why? Well, there's sin in the camp. No more had they got in there than here we go. And we're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> we'll, we'll take up right there for tomorrow's broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.